0: The field clown but I agree. With you. You on fire. Our culture is disintegrating. Hey. I'm with you. Know, pass the salt. Yeah, yeah, salt. I'm I'm pass,
1: gonna... hey, you. pass the salt.
2: You know
0: what, why it's disintegrating? Because we're jellyfish. Pass the, pass the salt, will you?
1: Pass the salt.
0: Pass the salt, amigo. It is time. time. It's time.
1: I think <laughs> they
2: can give us a new name. I believe we are Evan. Alright, Donovan, hey, punch we the, the we table. Pass the Joel. salt.
3: Pass the salt. We need salt over here.
0: It's time for Pass the Salt.
2: Pass the salt! But we like to share the gospel without any backbone. Bone to it
0: see? the views opinions and seemingly outrageous comments expressed in this program are based on the Holy Spirit leading of a man called coach
2: I gotta ask you this out there Christian America
0: it's time for pass the salt with a coach Dave dabbenmer hey
2: thanks for getting up with us thanks thanks for getting up with us today appreciate it um, I, I just, I just kind of over, overwhelmed. I was t- talking a little bit about it in the, in the pre-show. That I, I just, uh, I talk about it a lot, don't I? But really, the problem we have in the church, Jonathan. I got this crazy little box up the top of my thing. I don't know why that thing's still up in there. Um, I talk about it all the time. That, uh, that all the giftings in the body of Christ that are not being used. Not being used. I don't know if I told you guys this. Let, let, let me share a story with you here. This last weekend, two weekends ago, maybe it was, um, some guy showed, uh, showed up at Sky High. They were staying there for the weekend. And I was up there doing some mowing or something like that. And a guy came out and he said, uh, uh, "Yeah, I have a, what's called a finish mower. I don't know if you guys know what a finish mower is, but a finish mower is a, a, a big thing to drag behind a tractor that cuts grass, makes it look like a yard called a finished mower. Well, I had one. I got one, I don't know, three years ago, whatever. And I never use it because I, I had to get a new lawnmower. I had to get my X mark. So it's just sitting in it. And so I'm, I'm out there doodling in the garage. The guy comes out and says, hey, you want to sell that? You want to sell that finished mower? Says, said, yeah, I never even thought about it. I want to sell it. Anyway, long story short, one of the guests came, ends up leaving out of there buying that, that finished mower. And when you know it, is that only can happen? Boom! Something else broke the weight the next day, and <laughs> one check covered the other check. It's it's unbelievable stuff like that that goes on, and the miracle of God, the provision of God, all around us, and God sending Johnny Brackeen and Steve Deck. They're just they're still here working. Yesterday they did some more stuff. It just goes on and on and on. Point being, it's so it's so pitiful of the giftings in the body that are not being used. It's just pitiful. And sometimes when, you know, I, I feel bad, but it's it's pride, we all know it's pride, right? Nobody wants to ask for help. Nobody wants to ask for help. It's a pride thing. And I watch Steve Deck. I'm not bragging about Steve Deck, but he's been here, been here over a week now, just doing stuff, fixing stuff. And I watch him, and I watch him thrive in exercising his gift it's not a burden to him he enjoys it he enjoys it same thing with johnny i mean johnny's still here and johnny's still helping we're gonna get some rain today so we have to shut down early but all of you out there man all of you out there no place really to plug in your gift and you know i struggle i gotta plug craig mickle in somewhere because Craig Mickle is such a guy, he's got a lot of skills, and he's always wanting to do something. Not just Craig, but Craig Craig comes to mind. <clears throat> you think it? Gary Pierce. Gary ran that whole thing this weekend. Stuff, uh, stuff I could do, but not not in the way that he does it. Charts and making sure, keeping track of this and keeping track of that, and and it's it's not a burden to Gary. It's not a burden. And how many of you out there have that gifting and no place to plug it in? It has to be one of the – it's like watching watching a football team. It's got all the elements, and the coach won't – run your other play, coach, anybody know what I'm talking about. Good Lord, throw the ball to that guy, will you? And and that's what that's what we try to do here. And sadly, although not sadly, it kind of centers around past the salt. You guys volunteer and helping pass the salt. Maybe we need to start thinking about this. How about three or four or five of us getting together some weekend and coming to your house and doing some stuff that needs to be done at your house? You know, you understand what I'm talking about? That that we're a body with all kinds of gifts. Johnny Burkine said to me yesterday, don't give, he said, coach, don't give me any more money. So he said, don't give me more money. I don't, you know, I don't. You get it, right? So again, God bless all of you who are exercising your gifts. We are, there are so many needs. There are so many little things. See, the Bible tells us that we're to care for the widows and the orphans in their time of need. I'm going to tell you the truth. When it comes to repairing things here at my house, my wife is a widow. I cannot do it. Yesterday, Steve and Johnny coming. and uh, I've, I'm having water water issues, come, you know, running down the hill, coming in towards our, our basement. And Steve Deck gets out there and gets his little whatever he gets. And I get the skid steer down there and we move some dirt. and God, that problem disappeared. And I'm thinking, Lord, you're so good to me. But how many of you guys out there have those same kind of problems? And all you need is some guy to come in. You don't have to go pay some guy $500 to repair something for you that Steve Deck could do in 10 minutes. I'm not making it up, right? I don't know how I don't know how we make this happen. I don't know because we're spread out so far. Seventeen different states here this last weekend. Seventeen different states. And so I don't know how we I don't know how we plug each other in, but we, we need to be better of it. And uh we have got to stop. I, I went on a little bit of a rant this morning before we got rolling um about the VA. And I'm gonna say this because it's gonna make going make some of you mad. But I don't I really don't care. I really I really don't care. I think we're going to do away with the VA, except for those who were definitely wounded as a result of what they did in the service. Not everybody who gets in the service ought to just be able to go to the VA and get their medical. I, I'm sorry. I'm against that. I'm against that. You served. You signed up. You served. They gave you money. Uh, some of it. There's advantages to going into the military. If you got hurt on during the military, if you got hurt with Agent Orange in the military, then, then the then the VA ought to take care of me. But just for the rest of your life to be able to go to the VA and have them do all your medical stuff because you served four years, I'm against it, folks. I'm against it. And how did they get the VA in? They got the VA in because during that period, if you think back then, it was after the Second World War where everybody went and served in the war. So the VA, well, who wouldn't be against the VA? It was a, a vote-buying mechanism. Do you, do you see that? <clears throat> I'm not, I hope I'm not making my veterans friends. Matt, I'm not trying to. But if we just think, if we just keep farming everything off to the government to take care of it or pay for it, then the church might as well be dead. The church might as well be dead. You mean to tell me that in local churches, we don't have doctors in there? We don't have, do- uh, hey, hey, doc, quit paying your tithe, and how about taking care of some of the people in your congregation for free? <laughs> That'd be earth-shaking, wouldn't it? Boom. But it's not even the way we think. We don't even think like that. Bible says, "Come out from among them and be separate. Don't be part of this big government conglomerate. Stop it."
4: Amen. Amen.
2: But if you go to an average church and you go to the pastor, you tell him, "You know, golly, uh, I got this problems going on." And what's he say? Oh, have you checked with welfare? Dude, your welfare. What do you mean? Have you checked with welfare? welfare the church's welfare well well we can't do that coach because we just put blacktop down coach we just bought this smoke machine and i don't know if you noticed or not we got us a new organ see that's the kind of crap that goes on so one of the greatest things that could probably happen to us is that the government would in fact collapse so we get back to taking care of ourselves taking care of one another the church become uh, important and effective and a real community and a body of believers who nurture and care for one another. Boy, that'd be something different, wouldn't it? And I don't know how I got on this. But I just I, I know how I got on it. Because I've seen at sky high men volunteer their gifts and love doing it. Amen. Amen. Gary Pierce wants to come in. Come on in there, Gary. Gary. Gary, I don't I don't compliment Gary enough. Gary and his wife, Debbie, they they carried us this last weekend. Gary works behind the scenes. Yeah, I throw him a little bit of money, but it's chicken feed. And Gary said the same thing. I tried to give him some more money. I know how much time he put in. He says, no, 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 no. Because why? Because they're serving, and it's a gift. And somehow it cheapens it when somebody pays you for something you're trying to give. Appreciate you, Gary. Come on in.
5: Hey, good morning, everyone. Uh, just a few words about this weekend. Uh, it was amazing, and uh, God blessed us with some of the most perfect weather I think we've ever had with one of these events. It was just it was a beautiful thing. and uh, sky high, uh, all the work that you've done up there coach and and all those who have helped uh, over the over the years it looked as good as it ever has. So, mm-hmm. man, when I got up there, I just looked around and it was just, uh, this is going to be beautiful. Um, so I I would just kind of want to add on to what you were already just talking about is that uh, the things that happened uh, over the weekend, uh, I had put on the uh, invitation or on the registration page for people to bring snacks to share with everyone. And I was really blown away with, with what uh, some of you have done. Um, some People brought fresh fruit. I mean, some of the best-tasting strawberries, blackberries and blueberries that we had to snack on uh, all weekend. That, w- that was amazing, and they brought a lot of it, okay? And uh, uh, this event can't go on with, without help from many of you. And I'm not going to name uh, any names right now, but, you know, when when I asked for help, you know, and I asked, hey, could you do this? Hey, could you do that? Always, always. Yes. What is it? What can I do? And and they did it. And, and then they would make suggestions. And I said, hey, that sounds great. Sure. Do it, please. And so time after time after time, it, it was unbelievable. And then some of you uh, during the, during the weekend, you saw something that needed to be done and you just did it. Okay. And it just happened. And you don't know how much that is a relief, um, from, for me and, and those of us that were, that were in the garage helping with the food. It, it really took uh, the burden off. And thank you for that. Um, because it, he just jumped in and did it. He saw something needed to be done and he just went out and did it. And so thank you to all those who, who chipped in and made this weekend a success and, and it couldn't have been done again with without the volunteer effort. Thanks coach.
2: Amen, Gary. Amen. Thank you, Gary. It, it, at the end of the day, don't you just want to serve? I mean, isn't really, and and there and there's something about just serving and, uh, I just I appreciate it, man. I appreciate Debbie working on I mean, just on and on and on and on and on. And on. Uh, Mark Trump, go on in, Mark.
6: This is quick, Coach, but what you're mentioning is we all have gifts. We want to give. We don't know where to give them. Well, why don't we have a Help Wanted page on the Liberty mm. Action Network? Well, that's a great idea. You know, where we can where we can have nationally people sign up, but then you could have us, people volunteering to do it. That's right. You could have like a little profile with skills and our, our little region that we'll cover. And I'm, I'm game. Anybody needs help around here. I'll, I'll pack the avalanche. I'm on the road. Folks, you know, me, but I yeah. need to know about it. That's yeah, right. Mar- just a thought.
2: Think about this friends. Uh, if we begin to do this and somebody else get, I, look, I can't put it on my table, but somebody else would organize this. And folks, what if you, what if you raised $500 to cover your expenses? let other people be involved in what you're going to do. Say, listen, I'm going to go down here and I'm going to help these people and I'm going to be gone for a while. Uh, could could you find 10 people that give you 50 bucks and then your expenses are covered and it's not a burden to you. And rather than, you know, I'm not complaining, but we raising the money trying to fund it. You, let other people be involved in it and see what's going on. And that's a great yeah. recruiting mm-hmm. tool. Hey, Mark, can I go with you, Mark? Could I go? Well, I'm, yeah. I, you.
6: Right? What you're doing is advertising your gifts you're actually making them public now we have a cl- kind of a closed community and liberty action network to some extent but the public you would have a chance to go witness to them serve them and check out their situation you got to be weak like paul with the weak, you know so yep, it's just yep. just came to mind i don't know
2: mark we got we'll never get rid of government if we keep fun uh, if we keep funneling everything to the government if we keep turning to the government We'll, ne- we'll never get folks we will never get victory over. It. It's got to start somewhere, man. I got some hands up in the air. Uh, let's go ahead. Let's get go ahead, Kevin. Come on in.
3: Well, yesterday when Clay Parker sat in for you, the great guest that he had on was... Is that on? I didn't, I didn't it get it the
2: was... chance to see it. Hang on. Oh, you've got to
3: watch it. Yeah, it's oh, good. I'll tell you what, three quarters of the way through, his guest was making the exact same point you're making right now. I mean, word for word, coming up with ideas and examples. And you know what he compared it to? Okay, and he really kind of shamed us in the Christian community. He compared it to the Amish community. How ah. they come together, they provide for one. Hey, there ain't no Amish farmer out there doing without a barn. Why? Mm. If his barn burns down, the whole community gets together, That's they it. build him a new barn. And I mean it's it's like that throughout the entire community. He got into financing, having our own, um, you know, our own economy amongst Christians. I mean, on yeah. and on and on. And it's it's just emblematic of what you're talking about right now. And I, I thought Amen. it was a great example to use.
2: Amen. Amen.
3: I'm
2: not, look, I'm gonna say this. I, look, I just tell you the truth. If you want to read it as arrogance, whatever, I don't care. I don't care. I let Clay sit on my on my show yesterday. Can I tell you why? I could have done my show. I could have done my show.
0: But well, you were beat, Coach. But Clay, want?
2: Clay wants to grow in that area. He wants to grow in that area. So I thought, ah, what the heck? Let Clay do it. Let Clay do it. Let him get some more training. And I didn't get a chance to watch it. I saw about 10 minutes of it in my car as I was watching it live. It was fabulous fabulous so put me in coach put me in i'm and, ready to play today and we, don't know, we don't always know what that looks like but coach let me let me let me carry the ball once you know sometimes you carry the ball the first time you maybe you don't hit the holes hard as you should maybe you cut the wrong way whatever you learn you learn you learn because and, the perfect example is Davy on the tractor Davy on the tractor and he, he came by yesterday he wanted to go, to go again and so it's all, it's all good, man. Well, well yeah. you know,
3: Coach, what's kind of funny is the fact that you're coming in making the exact same point that his guest made without right. having seen it is bearing witness to that point. So there's, mm-hmm. there's validity in what you're saying.
2: Amen. Amen. Now, look, I, I'm all for going for helping churches or helping kind of by coming and helping at Sky High, but maybe what if, what if Mark Trump needs some help doing something? Couldn't three or four or five of us show up there on a weekend to help Mark Trump? And not all of us, Right. So that's a that's a great idea. We ought to try to start putting that together because man, there is there is there is real fellowship and bonding that happens when men work together like that. So throw that one out there, man. Mel, come on in, then Angie.
1: No, I love the idea. I think that you know when ideas come up, and and I know for sure that that would be something that the Liberty Action Network would love to be involved with. It's it's something that I've thought about for a long time that we're going to have to build you know, something separate from Babylon. And if the Liberty Action Network could be a part of that, I mean, that would be a, a huge win. So it's going to be, it's going to take some time, but I, I'm happy to do it. Anybody who's interested in working on that, just contact me and we'll we will start the conversation.
2: Amen. Uh, Angie.
4: Morning. So I, you know, this, this whole concept of a parallel economy, I think it's absolutely spot on. I think it's going to have to come down to, we become like the Amish, where we network amongst ourselves, where we have our own thing. Where, And honestly, I think a big portion of that is pulling ourselves out of our government dependence and mm-hmm. out of the government system by, by defunding that, yeah. why we stop yeah. funding that through our federal taxes. Um, but I think it's important to note that, you know, these corporate churches, these 501c3 churches, they have these big buildings, or they even have a little building, that is closed 16- to 24 hours a day, five to six days a week. It's a complete waste of space that they could be doing something. They could be ministering. They could be counseling. And listen, this whole idea that we have to have, quote, unquote, licensing, Counselors. Yes. To tell people how to do the right job and how to do the right thing and, and how point them in a biblical direction is just absolute hogwash. It's just Amen. ridiculous. So we could be ministering to people, we could go, we could help people that are doing you know with drug addictions. You don't need a specific license to help people with drug addictions. I'm telling you, you can get in there and show people the right path and help them get themselves clean and help yep. them take ownership of themselves. This whole nonsense of having to have these licensing uh, directives from the state is absolute ridiculousness, and it's what's really holding back the churches and giving them an excuse to not meet the needs of the community.
2: Amen, amen, amen. Amen. Let the government do it. Let the government do it. I I couldn't agree more. Angie, up on the screen right now, real quick, let's just, I just want, I got a call yesterday, doesn't matter who it was, uh, somebody I really trust and Really love say, Coach Dave, can you help us out? We have launched this, and it's the Ohio Family Fellowship. And I'm thinking, wow, isn't that what Jr. is doing? Isn't that what Jr. is doing? And then they look down there, defending life, parental rights, and the Constitution, stopping woke ideology in its tracks. Register to vote. A war between good and evils being waged in Ohio. Will you join the fight? What side are you going to be on? Are you willing to confront and oppose those? This is like Coach Dave Live, isn't it? Isn't this, isn't this Coach Dave Live? Huh? And then they the got a folder down. download the trifold. Now here's the difference, which is really, really good. And I'm going to try to help them the best that I can. They've actually got a pastor in charge. Just keep scrolling down a little bit. Oh yeah. Huh? Yeah. When will pastors stop being silent? And they're trying to, they're trying to reach out to pastors, right? So, again, frustrated me, I'm going to help them every way that I can. I'm going to have have the pastor who's kind of, uh, uh, they put it together, and then the pastor's kind of going around speaking to other pastors about it. I'm going to have him on here. But isn't this what we're doing? And isn't this, again, duplication of efforts? And isn't this really what the, what the Liberty Action Network was all about, bringing these groups together? It just makes me want to scream. It's like having somebody mow my yard and I just mowed it. <laughs> ah! With me? So I'm, not, I'm not, not being critical of these guys. God bless them. Why can't we all get on the same page? What is wrong with us? that we all are doing the same thing in 16 different silos. causes me great frustration. Well, look, he's after pastors. They're after pastors. They're trying to wake up pastors. <laughs> God forbid. God forbid. Pastor get involved know what's going on. Beth, come on in, Beth.
4: Yeah, I just wanted to say, I, I think that's such a wonderful idea to be able to help each other and and come in, and even the skills we have in teaching um, food preservation, farming, you know, growing, mm. things like that. Like, that would be something, oh, my gosh, my passion, you know, sure. to help teach someone that stuff. I'm, and I do, the Amish community, they're, I live in a very Amish area and stop there all the time. And they do, we, they'll barter with you and everything. They're great. <clears> we <throat> need to do that, too.
2: So the other day, I had somebody say uh, they were looking for used cars. Say, anybody, yeah, we know anybody that knows anything about used cars? Uh, yeah, Jeff Klein. Did you call Jeff Klein? No, I mean, Jeff Klein, right? right. And on and on. And just it's on and on and on and on. And on. We got to get rid of our government mindset. The government's going to do it for me. Got to get rid of it, man. Got to get rid of Jack. Come on in. I don't know how I got on this. So let's keep writing. Go ahead, Jack.
0: We, we, we got to change a lot of our mindset, Coach Jeff Klein knows cars, okay? But he has to make a profit. Yeah. people say, "Well, that's, he just added for profit," yeah, he's got to pay his booming mortgage. When people say, "Well, you're you're just in that 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 pyramid scheme," well, guess what? That pyramid scheme allows me the privilege of talking to people and giving my time so I can help people. But if I'm in a pyramid scheme, I must be one of them stupid multi-level marketing people. If you're not helping me, I can't afford to help you. It's just the way it works. We have to change our mindset on the whole thing. What is profit? What is gouging? What is real profit? What is proper profit? And it's all scriptural. It's all biblical. We know how to do it, but we don't because we want, who either criticize or steal, one of the We we can't ask Jeff Klein
2: to help us get a used car and not make any money on it. How do you think he stays in business? Right? So you're going to go out and buy a used car. You're going to pay somebody some profit. Dudes, wake up. Wake up. Not everything has to be charity, welfare. You help your brother. Amen. Amen. I'm feeling this pretty good today. Clay, come on in and Julie.
7: We got to follow up on what you were saying, the uh, Ohio Family Fellowship and what J.R. is doing. uh, That's what the church, every every church that serves Christ all over the world is supposed to be doing. And it's a shame that these new organizations are having to start up because the church
2: failed. Amen. Amen. It's exactly what it is, Clay. And thank God for him, but I, I'll bet you $415.28 that JR uh, does not know the people that are doing this. I'll bet you. I'll bet you. Julie, Angie, your hand's still up. If you want to come back in, I'll get you. If not, you can take it down. Uh, Julie and then Jeff.
4: Good morning. Um, yeah, Coach, like you said, they're trying to reinvent the wheel. We need to, like, all come together and just, you know, plug in and, and be um, one body, not just this you know this person didn't, and they're doing the same thing also too I believe God is going to use us and others to reach out to the, the lost like for instance okay there were three houses that burnt in my community and not one church came to come and assist them and I believe he's going to use us to spread the gospel to these people that are lost and to
2: show them the love of Christ. Amen. 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 That's what Chad Esther said. He said the Salt and Light Brigade is picking up where the church left off. I thought, boy, that is, boy is that ever it picking up where the church left off? Jeff Klein,
8: Coach, you mentioned some of I've just thoughts come to my mind. Matter of fact, we'll be meeting tonight in the garage. Pastor Bill should be there. But here's the deal with the whole car lot and the church in the garage and helping people: we have had that ice cream sitting truck sitting there on that car lot for a couple years. Not one church, not one pastor has come. And I put the invitation out. Everybody I talked to, your church could get in this truck. Send your pastor down here, the elder, the deacon, somebody come talk to me. Nobody's gotten in it. They won't. And I'll put the gas in it and the ice cream in it. Just go run the truck. Jeff's talking
2: about an ice cream truck, folks, that you can drive around in the communities and give away a free ice cream bar to little kids and share the gospel with them. And and they won't do it because it wasn't their idea. It wasn't their we idea.
8: Probably, we probably give out 1,200 bars of ice cream last summer. I had a couple of us that run it. And I said, we need more people running the truck. We could give out 5,000 bars of ice cream in the summer. So, And then you got Church in the Garage. They can't even everybody knows about it in Mount Vernon and Knox County. Everybody, oh yeah, I seen that. You guys do that. That's pretty cool. No, they don't come. They won't come be a part of it. Yeah, then they're, I got they're part crazy. of their other
2: club. They're part of yeah. that
8: other club, and they're not allowed to come to your <laughs> I got people I know, even family members, my son, my sister. They buy cars somewhere else. <laughs> I'm like, I just want to scream. Then I got a pastor that was coming around for a couple of years, all the time, two, three times a lot in a week in my lot hanging out with us thought he was our buddy haven't seen him in a year you know why because he owes me $3,500
2: he's Uh, gone
8: uh, (laughs) I'm like come on
2: oh my goodness I could go on and on Jeff I want you to know in front of everybody I appreciate you what you do man you are you're relentless and I'm in your corner buddy appreciate you Roger you're an
0: evil capitalist that's all you're an evil capitalist yeah,
6: Coach, I'm just bud- budging ahead in the line, brother, skipping ahead like a school line down here, Louisiana. Col- I'm going to put my camera on. Coleman Boyd is over here. They're down here. He's stuffing tracks. They're hey, down here gosh, for the, for the hey, Southern, Baptist, Southern Baptist Convention. And they're in town, brother. This guy, man, he is man. What a what a hero, man. What a hero.
2: Hey, Amen. Getting up early, watching Coach Dave live. Dale gets gets home, gets up early the next morning. Right back at it. Bless you, Dale. Thanks for all you do, man. <laughs> Thank, thank you. Thank you for your anointing. Roger Weaver. Go ahead, Roger.
7: I'm I'm intrigued anymore about the money that is sent overseas for mission. Oh, Roger, and I, think are, are, of, and
2: I can't I think, even drive down I can't even drive down our freeway. The roads are so bad and we're sending money to Ukraine and all that stuff. Go ahead. Well
7: Roger. and not and, and not only that, that, that's unbelievable too, but the churches and I'm I'm intrigued where we we're thinking we have the right with the trouble within our own church. To be uh, sharing all of what we do overseas and the money. I mean, I think of where I worship. I, they probably send a 100, 150 grand outside of the United States, and I think they could start a little school for that. They could start wow. a little homeschool co-op. Um, they could, uh, you know, just they could have reserves in case a guy loses his job. Yeah. He doesn't have to go to the government that they've got money to help him a little bit. It it could yeah. go on and on, but they have this line item of missionary overseas money going to do something. I don't know when that money, unfortunately, is needed here. And I firmly believe as America falls, so much else is going to fall.
2: Roger, we have no business feeding the poor in South Africa if we won't feed them in South Pataskala and South Newark and South Columbus. No business going overseas. Take first. Jesus said Jerusalem, Judea, and then the uttermost parts of the world. Jesus didn't say, in fact, his example was this. Don't you dare go to the uttermost parts of the world until you've taken care of home. Jerusalem first, your hometown, Judea, your state. And then if you can get that stuff gone, then you can go beyond there. But don't you go to Haiti if you're not doing it in Hebrew.
3: Oh uh, well, coach. That's because the Dominican Republic has great weather, and it's a great place to take a trip. Oh, I mean, I yeah. mean, do missions,
2: do, do missions. Yeah, that's right, gone. missions. That's right, mission. They're vacations that make us feel better. That's what they are. Steve Deck is on a uh, mission trip here, sky high. He's that's what he's doing. He he's using his gift. He loves it. Tracy.
9: Oh, I just had to put my hand up because I had a discussion, um, Roger. The church I attend, man, I'm really, it's a wonder they let me in the building because I go against everything that they do. And that is one of the things I have been asking them is why we send all these people overseas for missions when we have so much wrong in our own country. And, that you know, I get, oh, well, they need God over there. There's people here that need God. Jerusalem first. So many need the Lord. Why are we not doing something for our own people here?
2: Amen. Sorry, <laughs> I'm
9: passionate.
2: No, it's true, right? It's your family first. Jerusalem, Judea, then the uttermost parts. Anybody know where that is in the scripture? Because some of you think I'm lying. Some of you think I'm lying. Go ahead, Jeff, now while we dig that out. Jerusalem, Judea, and the outermost parts of the world.
8: Communist goal is is to to, uh, change, revealing religion to social religion. The church is focused way too much on socialism. That's all they work on. Evangelism, very minimal. So there's no revealing of Jesus Christ. Now, we got a drag queen story coming up on this this coming Saturday. And I called, just I thought, hey, why not? Just give it a try. I can I stop calling the churches. Either closed or they're too busy. They're hmm. too busy. What's wrong with two hours out of your life to go out and evangelize and fight against this evil? Oh, sorry. Oh, no, we have other plans. This and that. Listen to their tone of their voice. They're totally naive, babyish, and so forth. It's just really disturbing.
2: Amen, Jeff. Acts 1, verse 8. I found it myself. Acts 1, verse 8, says this. But you shall receive power. Thank you. He'll get it up there for you. Acts 1, right at the beginning. But you shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. And you shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem first, and then Judea, and then Samaria, and then the uttermost parts of the earth. There's a pattern there, friends. By the way, if you're not, if you home, you're where, right where you live. If that's not your Jerusalem and you're not getting it right in your home, then please don't go to Judea. Don't come to my neighborhood till you get it right in your home. And then once you get it right in, in our neighborhood, then maybe we'll go down the street and we'll go visit Buckeye Lake. and We'll try to get it done in Buckeye Lake. And then after we get it done in Buckeye Lake, then maybe we'll go to Columbus. But you got no business going to Columbus if you ain't been doing it in Buckeye Lake. Laura
10: The scripture verse that's ringing in my, in my head is in the Gospels when Jesus said, depart from me. Because when he's, you know, when folks go up to Jesus and say, didn't I do this in your name? And didn't I do that? And I'm paraphrasing it. Didn't I do that in your name? And he says, depart from me. I never knew you, worker of iniquity. And it's because you're not known by God. You're not known to your neighbor. You're not, you don't know them. And when you go and do these missions, mission trips, wherever you think you're going to go for a week, you're doing it to make yourself feel better. You're not doing it because Amen. God's called you to do it because it's a, it's, it's a mean mission trip. You're, it's it's a my m-i so instead of m-i it's
5: m-y-s-s-i
10: because there's two i's in it right in mission and it's not it's not doing god's mission i mean you got 81 percent of american families are single mom homes they and they throw you back to welfare they throw you back to the government they're not like hey let's get let's get your resume together let's see how we can pull together and let's see if i can represent you or push your resume through so that you can help support your family so you don't have to be dependent on these programs so you can be dependent on Mm -hmm. god because god just showed up because i'm the answer to your prayer because god told me to go and he said send me and when he asked me to go he said i said go because he sent me because it comes back to the praise and the worship to the one who's almighty and who deserves all the praise that's all i gotta say
2: Hey, amen. Amen. So, I, I, hey, Michelle, let's go order a bunch of tracts, Bible tracts, and uh, let's go on a cruise to the Bahamas. So we can share the gospel on the ship. We can pass out tracts on the ship. That'd be fun, wouldn't it? Yeah, that's, a, that's what I'm going to do. Michelle. And just and Go
10: ahead. I just go wanted ahead. to do a last point. And then you have, with all these single parent homes, these kids don't have, like, why can't, why isn't there a ministry that's like, hey, if you got to work, you know what, our family will help bring your kids in, you know, so that they have, so they know what a really good family relationship looks like. Amen. And I'm going to invest into your kid, because it's just always about my family, but I'm going to invest in your kid. And it's going to get messy it's going to get bloody and it may get ugly but i'm you know what i'm gonna i'm willing to do it
2: i'm a brother and i leader. asked
10: for 30 years to help me with me being a single mom with the churches that i've been at and nope that was and i'm like i all i want is your time amen. and nobody could just give time as their yep. tithe
2: that's oh, that's true that's so true lauren amen rochelle then kevin
1: hey good morning team um so um My church this past Sunday, um, well, it's not my church. We've been church shopping, you know, they all, they pack out their little brochures and on the back of it is their media project and, um, they've raised $10,000. Um, their goal is 51,000, um, for a new TV, you know, I'm not saying that churches don't need to be, have equipment and stuff like that, but $51,000, I don't know. Um, Last year coach, you had someone, it was a guest, and they came on and they already had set up a um it was online, I can't remember the name of this. I'm hoping this will jog your memory, but it was online and it was it, they had already kind of started with the Christian Parallel Society thing and you could start you like they had already come together, they had a uh directory of different services and products That you could order like almost like Amazon in a way, but it wasn't Amazon. Do you remember what I'm talking about? No. No? Okay, well, there is, I'll have to go back and look at our shows, I guess. But there there was something that already had kind of set up this parallel way to purchase from other Christians and Christian families.
2: That's really true, though. We're we're great at reinventing the wheel, aren't we? It's what I just said. JR's got the Natural Family Foundation. And right here in Columbus, Ohio, the same town where JR lives, a parallel. Ministry that is doing the exact same thing. They don't even know each other, right? I get you. I'll see if you, you dig, see if you can find that, because I'll forget to look for that. Kevin and Betty.
3: Uh, well, just because we're on the subject, I, I kind of have to, you know, bring this out. You know, say, say what you want about Rodney Howard Brown. I will say this for the man, for as long as I've known who he is, you will hear him say ad nauseum, why are we sending missionaries overseas when America is the mission field?
2: the
3: highways and the byways of america right here you got a job to do right here why are you going over there and i just i think it's a very profound point you know (laughs) you know hey we got good weather here too
2: (laughs) well it's easy see i can go i can go downtown washington dc and preach the gospel and feel good about it but i'm not going to do it at home i'm not going to do it here because people know me here
3: I've heard that point made too. It takes a lot yeah. less courage to preach in front of strangers. Than yeah, that's DJs crazy. That crazy oh,
2: coach he's yeah. out there at the high school. That guy's crazy, right? DC, I'm just another face in the crowd. Amen, amen. Betty.
4: Yeah, good morning. Um, yeah, these mission people, these uh, like food for the hungry and etc. Those CEOs, they're making a million or two a year. Why are they making that much? And then including the workers, they're making it. So by the time they get the money over to where they're supposed to be going, they're getting like 13 cents. And a lot of them is used for child trafficking. So a lot of those people that are going over there, they abuse those people. And you know what? Those people over there, like Kenya or whatever, a lot of them are in better shape than our country is without the help of those missionaries. Amen. So you know, so you know, I think it's they should be all in jail personally. Possibly. Don't ever,
2: don't ever forget this. This is this is a lesson I've learned in ministry over twenty years. If you're going, uh, if you think that you're going to buy favor by making an offering, you got it wrong. You got it wrong. Boom. You, huh? And I, it's happened to me several times. Somebody you know who's been a faithful supporter. I do something they don't like, or don't do something they want me to, and bye bye, they're out of there. And so, think about a pastor with a big donor. You don't, you don't want to. Hey, it takes money to do stuff. You don't want to tick off the big donor and do that. So there's certain places you're not going to go. Certain things you're not going to say, because we know this: it takes money. It takes money. That's why I like to ask people to give their time rather than their money. It's far, far more valuable.
3: Both hey, coach. Side. Coach, let me ask you: Who are you beholden to?
2: That's right.
3: That's you right. Know what I mean? And you, I know, are beholden to the Lord Jesus. And if we keep, just keep that in mind, That's you right. know what I, mean? I answer you to the Lord.
2: To. I answer to the Lord. Accusations that I'm embezzling, Mike. I heard that one.
3: Well, ah! hey, coach. Here's here's the quote you gave. Who pulls <laughs> your strings? <laughs> lord jesus pulls my strings
2: my gotta, wife pulls my strings well, she that's gets my that's <laughs> yeah she gets my attention yeah i mean it's it's um it's crazy it's crazy myra then mark
7: yes coach it is written um second corinthians 9 seven through 8 every man according as he pursueth in his heart so let him give not cruelty or of necessity for God loeth a cheerful giver and God is able to make all grace abound toward you that ye always having all sufficiency in all things may abound to every good work hallelujah
2: so if the Lord loves a uh, cheerful giver does he hate a stingy one just, just ask him
6: Mark yeah the back to the donor who's the biggest donor to the church the government
2: the government is, you yeah. don't
6: want you don't want to piss off your biggest donor right that's right amen so what you're doing is it's for the love of mo- the love of money is a root of all evil and and whenever you're succumbed to that you're dependent and our dependency on the world is the same me being connected in this godless system is the same i got to get out of it amen but we have our it. consequences paul paid his whole life he paid his whole life for what he had done prior, but he Amen. still had God's grace. Amen.
2: Amen. Rochelle, and then I'll go switch gears. Okay, go ahead, Rochelle.
1: Thanks, Coach. Um, actually, I'm sorry. I have to hang up. I'll get back to you. Okay. <laughs> okay, so I want you look. I love I love the Lord.
2: I
9: just, okay, I mean, I'm sorry about that. Sorry about that. Okay.
1: Um, I just wanted to, um, bring up, you said about, you know, your, your own house and then spreading out. Um, I'm having a little trouble in my own house. (laughs)
9: Mm
1: -hmm. Um, they know me, you know, like you said, they know me, they know I've messed up. They know, you know what I mean? Uh, they don't take you seriously. Uh, uh, it's really frustrating. Uh, So I don't know how much you're supposed to put into the You know, to what's inside your four walls or if or if you're just being annoying, can you really reach people that are that close to you?
2: Listen, listen, Bible says that a prophet is without honor in his own hometown. Folks, that's your house. That's your house. And sometimes you got to quit hammering your kids, whatever, and turn them over to the Lord and say, Lord, send somebody else. How about you go try to rescue somebody else's child and see what the Lord does in your family?
1: Amen. I, have, the- I prayed that somebody comes into their lives. That's what That's I've right. handed it over. Yeah, well,
2: maybe they'll come into your life if you go get into somebody else's life. It's a law, sowing and reaping. Right? Oh, Boy, oh boy. Okay. So, look, I was saying I love the Holy Spirit because we, you know, we we've, we've been on. Mark did a great job on on the frequency stuff. Saturday it was a Saturday thing. It was. It was it was, was mind blowing, really. And uh, I, I told Mark, get a Get that prepared, man. We've got to know more about that. But lo lo and behold, look what I come across yesterday. Pull up the racehorse email. I sent this to some of you. I don't know if you got it or not. Blew me away. You know the racehorses are dying at Churchill Downs? Kentucky Derby. Racehorses are dying, coming up lame at Churchill Downs. Now, I'm not going to take the time to read down through this, but stop right there. Here's what they found out. Race horses are among the most finely tuned, exquisitely sensitive creatures on earth. So what happens when you give them all cell phones to wear during the race? They, stop dro- they start dropping like flies. This is exactly what's happened this spring at Churchill Downs in Louisville, home of the Kentucky Derby. The Churchill Down hosts three meets every year during which there are horse races four to five days a year, yada, yada. Okay, so what do they do? Uh, and beginning on April 29th, and in every race on every day thereafter, every horse was fitted with a device that they had never worn. They put a device in this horse's ear or connect it somewhere. They'd never worn it before, and they put it, they shaped it like an iPhone. They put it underneath the cloth because they wanted to measure the heart rate and everything that's going on on that horse as he's running. And what do you suppose has happened? Horses are beginning wearing these devices this spring during morning workouts. And lo and behold, these pulses coming from these things. Scroll down, Spencer, or uh, uh, Jonathan, scroll on down, and they're going to start giving you the names of horses that are dropping over dead from these uh, these waves, these waves that are, that, look, there they are. Take charge, Brianna. Suffered catastrophic damage. They can't even run. Chasing Artie. Couldn't complete his race. Chloe's dream suffered a cla- catastrophic injury. Freezing point fractured his left forward limb. Boss Redondo finished the race but was taken away into a horse ambulance. Rio Moon was at the finish line when he collapsed. Swanson Lake. Do you get what's going on, folks? This idea that we're talking about, these, this 5G, these implants, improv- there's something to it. It's not new age. And these horses are so finely tuned that when this new frequency comes into inside them, it's messing with them, man. They get jumping, they get nervous, this is fucking,
11: this is they have sore feet.
2: Is this, is this unbelievable? It jams. So imagine it's breaking,
6: it's breaking down their blood and they're having prob- systematic problems all over.
2: Mark, what's it doing to our kids?
6: It's the same. Our water reacts to it. The same as the horses, except we're dumber than them. <laughs>
2: I wonder if this has anything to do with women thinking they're men. Men thinking they're women. Boom.
6: Amen. Wow,
2: wow, wow. wow. So if it's happening to the horses... I don't know. I've been. I just been kind of follow, casually following this. And, wow, they had to put this horse down. They had to put this. Horse, been following, so, well, that's kind of strange. That's kind of strange. Wow. So let me show you here quickly a couple things. Um, which one is that? Oh, I could show that. Yeah. Do number eight. Do number eight. And this is going to be the consequences of some. Put it at one point five speed. We won't get all the way through it. Fatherless, the fatherless crisis in America. And by the way, government promotes fatherlessness. Don't think they don't. Go ahead.
11: I have some disturbing stats I want to share with you about fatherless homes. And by the way, some of the stats, I've seen this before. I'm going to tell you, when you read some of these stats, you're going to sit there and say, that is insane. By the way, these stats are from 2021 of the impact a father makes in a child upbringing, both a girl and a boy. Like I said, disturbing, but you will be shell-shocked with the stats. If you get value from the video, give it a thumbs up and subscribe to the channel. Let me get right into it. The US has the highest rate of children living in a single parent household of any nation in the world. About 80% of single parent homes are led by single mothers, at a rate of 23% of children living with one parent and no other adult. The United States stands over three times the world average of 7% of children raised by one parent. For reference, The number stands at 3% in China, 4% in India. This is not an area we want to be competing with other countries, by the way. If there is a statistic to not be competing in, this is one of the statistics. China's at three, India's at four, the world's at seven. We're at 23%. In America, zero bragging rights. This is the stat everybody wants to hide. And this is the stats where the side effects of this we ain't gonna see for two decades or three decades or longer. Takes a while to see the side effects. Let me continue. Even for children with a father present in the home, the average school age boy only spends about 30 minutes per week with one on one conversations with his father. Stop. For comparison, the same boy on average will spend about 44 hours a week watching television, playing video games, and surfing the internet. In our house, we're the no video games throughout the week. It's on the Stop
2: weekend. The Yesterday, our septic tank went on the fritz. We called the guy to come and suck all that. You know what that's like, right? And I, my, my grandson, David, comes walking down. I said, David, come over here. Come over here. I took him over. They opened up the septic tank. I told him where it was in the septic tank. It says it comes out of the house when people go to the bathroom. They flush the toilet, it runs down here into the septic tank. And David, this thing has to be drained. Get all this stuff out of here. I want you to stand here and I want you to watch this process. I'm telling you, it was a life-changing time for him because he realized he made a connection he would never made in his life right grandparents can play some of these roles go ahead
11: weekends after you read 150 pages throughout the week then you have the right to play video games for an hour or two on the weekend and that's what you have to earn you have to move your body you have to exercise there's certain things you need to do to get to that point that's our household but the stat tells you 44 hours a week of watching tv playing video games and surfing the internet let me continue 90 percent of all homeless and runaway children, 63% of teen suicides, 85% of children and teens with behavioral disorders come from fatherless homes. Let me read that statue one more time. 90% of all homeless and runaway children, 63% of all teen suicide, 85% of children and teens with behavioral disorder come from fatherless homes. That is a very, very big number. Next, fatherlessness likewise has a direct link to teen pregnancy and sexual activity. Roughly 70% of teenage pregnancies come from women raised in a fatherless home. 70% of teenage pregnancies comes from fatherless homes. 70%, that's a big number. And these same women have significantly higher abortion rates than women raised by both a father and a mother. On the whole, fatherless kids are 20 times more likely to be incarcerated and 11 times more likely to exhibit violent behavior than children from two-parent household, 20 times more, okay? 20 times more. If a man and a wife raise a child, they're less likely to end up in jail, but they have the same chances as children raised by just their father. you may already be blown away by the stats before, so maybe come back and let me read this to you. Embrace for impact, if you missed it. Let me read it one more time. Listen, just stay with me. Don't get distracted, stay with me, listen. If a man and a wife raise a child, they're less likely to end up in jail But they have the same chance as children raised by just their fathers. Wow. Husband and wife raise their kid. The chance of this kid going to jail is the same as just the father raising his kids. The problem is the single mother without a father in the picture that can sit there and discipline the kids, give them hope, values, principles, all the other stuff. We play different roles. This is statistic. If somebody's watching and saying, oh, my God, you're discounting women, you're discounting mothers, go get upset at the stats. Not at me. This is stats. You can't get upset at three times three is nine. That's stats. I'm giving you stats that's being given to us by the government because they have access to these stats. This is disturbing. Let me continue. Girls with no fathers have lower self-esteem. We can lower crime, lower mental issues, help the economy, lower suicide rates, and decrease homelessness by bringing back the family nucleus. There are things that my wife can do as a mother that I can't do. There's things she can bring that I can't bring, but there are things I can do that she can't do. So now you may say, well, Pat, I agree. I, I do agree. We can lower this. We can, but then how come it's not happening? And here's the other question. Who's to blame? Who do we blame with this? Now, you may be listening to this saying, well, it's got to be the husband and wife's fault. It's got to be the man and the woman's fault. Fine. How come it's not the same ratios around the world? Why is U.S. fatherlessness at 23% everywhere else is 7% average? So is it really the mom and dad? So how about the mom and dad in India? How about the mom and dad in China? How about the mom and dad in Germany? How about the mom and dad in Brazil? How about the mom and dad in other places? Why are we at 23%? How did this happen? Was it like this before? Is it an evolution? Is it mainstream media? Is it Hollywood? Is it the fact that parents are afraid of parenting because everybody is so much involved? You can't do that to your kid. You can't do this to your kid. You can't discipline your kid like that. Whose fault is it? It's someone's fault. Is it the fact that, hey, you know, we can't really bring church and schools and pray and all this stuff? I don't know. Maybe that's not something you agree with. Maybe it is. Maybe we need those values and principles. But it's somebody's fault in America that this is happening. This is purely a systemic issue that we're having. This cannot be like in, you know, you know no, it's, it's, really, it's really the community, it's the parents, it's the culture, it's all this other stuff. No, standards are standards. We're sitting there not educating. That's no, not a big deal, go ahead and do that. That's oh, not a big deal, go ahead and do that. That's oh, not a big deal, go ahead and do that. No, standards have dropped and the numbers are shown. If, if we judged a country based on how many kids are being raised by fatherless homes that's producing crimes at the levels that we're getting Sex during teenage pregnancy, abortion, suicide, incarceration. Maybe we ought to look at this. Maybe this is very important. Maybe our educational system sucks. Maybe. Kids spend more time around teachers than they do around their parents. Maybe. Who do we blame? The responsibility has to lie on the nation. Maybe we're either too much involved or we're not selling take your time to get married Take your time before you have sex with someone. Take your time before you get pregnant. Take your time before you have a baby. Protect yourself. Stay home. Do not just go out there and have unprotected sex. Maybe we're not talking about this kind of stuff. Maybe we are, maybe we're not. The stats says we're not selling it in the right way. And we're paying a price for it. If you're in a community that crime is high, hello, you're feeling it. That's the stats. So the next time you see a father that takes their job as a father seriously, you can actually say, you know how we see somebody in military uniform? Guess what you say? Hey, thank you for your service. What do you mean? Hey, man. Stats, 23% fatherlessness. And you're there with your kids. Thank you for your service. Being a father is tough. Good for you guys. Husband and wife trying to make this work. Marriage is tough. Oh. Salute. You make my life better and safer by raising good kids. Salute to you. Maybe. Maybe we ought to give those awards. Maybe we need to kind of recognize father of the year award. A bigger deal. Man, if I ran a state or a country, we, we would be recognizing certain behavior and turning great fathers and mothers into heroes. Into heroes. Because God knows their job Amen. is hard. Very hard. Not... You know, making their job harder, not recognizing the guys that are doing a good job, just kind of winging it, which is the way we're doing it right now. Stats don't favor us. We got some work to do. This is an area where I will very comfortably say America's got a lot of work to do. We've stepped away from values and principles and we're kind of winging it. Anyways, no one masters parenting, and none of us know if we're going to be great parents or not for about 40 years until our kids are 40 years old. By the time you know you're a great parent, you're probably not alive because your grandkids will validate that you were a great parent. So you're never going to know whether you were a great parent or not. But I made a video from all the different things I've learned and what I apply in my life about parenting called How to Raise Successful Kids, if you've never seen it. Click here to watch that video. Shout out to those of you guys that take your time. Amen. Mother, Amen. Host, Amen. Take care, bro.
2: Thank you for your service. Hey, Dad. Amen. Thank you for your service. Thank you for your service, Dad. I know this when I was um, coaching, I would have parents come up to me at the end of a kid's career, and a dad would look at me and just he said, I "Just want you to know, thank you, Coach. Uh, you have you had more impact on my son than I did. Sometimes that's sad, isn't it?" But it's true. It's true. We're a mommy-driven society. Kevin, come on in.
3: Well, I was just gonna say. I mean, you think about the father's role in any family. What is the father? He is the law. He comes and what? What do you do as dad? You come and you lay down the law. Okay, and your law enforcement as well. But the law all hinges on the father. He's the one who lays down the law. Amen. He-
2: Amen. Uh, that's why on our shirts, uh, truth on our Truth Sound Like Hate shirts, that's why we say feminism is rebellion. It's rebellion against the natural law, the way it's supposed to operate. Feminism is the worst thing. There's not a better feminist, there's not a better woman in the world than my wife. And she loves being in submission to a strong husband. Right? right. Isn't that really true? That's true. It's true. I I, I sharpen her. I don't control her. I sharpen her. Hey, put that in the chat. I'm sure that you have. Because the media is doing everything it can. The government is doing everything it can to take children away from the father. Everything, right? Everything to divide that. And why is it when a man gets, uh, when a divorce happens, uh, a woman gets the baby? The man hits the bar, What? whatever, <laughs> uh, all, all over the place.
9: Uh, That's true, though, Coach. You're, you're speaking truth.
2: Yep, 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 yep. What gives a woman, other than feminism, why does the woman get the child? Why does a woman get the child? Hmm, interesting. Interesting, isn't it?
9: Because they make money off of collecting child support from the father. The government makes <clears throat> money.
2: And it's always the government. Always the government. I got kinda of off track here somewhere. It's eight o'clock. We're we're out of here. We're done. Appreciate all of you out there. We laid some good ideas on the table today. Let's let's pick some of these things up. Let's organize a relief group amongst us here. A help group, whatever. Let's shake off the bands and the bonds of the government, for heaven's sakes. Let's stop turning to the government for everything. I was thinking about changing. Uh, uh, when we, uh, I take prescriptions. We all do, right? Do it at Kroger's. I get tired of Kroger's. Got to wait every time. I so said, let's let's go to this other place over. It's so hard just to even to, to change. Pharmacists. Uh, were the government still covered? Were they still with my insurance still covered? Uh, I mean, we're we're so freaking programmed. <laughs> Stop supporting your public schools. Stop supporting your public schools. Can I, Betty? I'm going to say it again, real slowly. Stop supporting your government schools. Stop it already. Mm-hmm. Stop Homeschool. It. Homeschool.
0: Do everything you can to make it happen. Blessings. Thanks for all you do. See you tomorrow.